The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And as always, I'm joined by our producer, Darren Ball. And we are delighted to really focus in on whether we can enter cosmic consciousness in this life. Because we want to be real, we want to be very honest, and we're in the fortunate position to have the answers, and very precise answers, to questions like this. You know, Michelangelo and I might have this slightly wrong, but he said something very, very close to this. He said, the biggest danger is not that we aim too high and miss it, but that we aim too low and reach it. What a great quote that is, isn't it? And so true. And on this show, the Spiritual Freedom Show, we aim really high. I think I think it could be said that we aim higher than any other metaphysical radio show i don't know how many metaphysical radio shows are out there there's certainly that i know of or have heard of because not only do we explicitly thanks to the nine freedoms say what cosmic consciousness really is but we also spell out how we have to go about getting it and we are very clear about what you can do and what you can't yet do now, there are those who will bring down the, the, the bar. They'll lower the bar. Uh, uh, to come back to Michelangelo, uh, they'll aim too low. Their whole definition of enlightenment, some people I've seen, is pathetic. I'm sorry to use that word, but it's nowhere near enlightenment or what it should be. Uh, they will talk about meditation as though you could just do it easily. Uh, they'll talk about... Um, and of course, you can make a start quite easily, but you aren't going to get to true meditation without effort. Uh, they'll talk about ET contacts as though anybody can get them and so on and so on and so on. And they'll do it with cosmic consciousness. I've seen it. I've seen it even this week. Some people's idea of cosmic consciousness being just readily available now to anybody. So we have to dispel that. And I, I know why they do it, because it's more popular it's more popular in the short term. But if you think about it, what they're doing is not a, a, a very appealing thing because they are diluting something great. And they're taking, they're robbing their followers of these great concepts by doing that. They're taking away the true essence of something which is truly elevated, such as cosmic consciousness, and not giving us anything to strive for, and not giving us an aim which is high, but one we can one day we achieve, even if it takes us a while. So let's really look at this today. And, of course, this used to upset Dr. King a lot because it really upset him that people were misleading their 
followers. They tell people they can get whatever they want, whatever they want, simply by applying a simple formula, which is easy to apply, some kind of secret they've discovered, and for a price, can lay at your doorstep, and then they become popular. If they tell you that by one simple procedure, which can be learnt on a one-day course for a price, or possibly in a shorter time than that, again for a price, you can rid yourself of life-threatening illness, guaranteed, very dangerous, uh, very upsetting for people who are misled like that. Now, it shouldn't be popular, these kinds of things, because people should see through it. They should know that such things can't be guaranteed to be solved that quickly or that easily. If you tell people they can channel anyone they want just by taking an expensive course over a weekend, and this is happening, I'm not inventing these things, uh, and I'm sorry if this upsets any listeners, this kind of thing is popular, I would say, with people who aren't very deep thinking initially. They're very good people very often. They're very sincere people, but they haven't really thought, hang on, why would an entity, a great and advanced entity, be available to me on a weekend course, even if I could channel them, just because I happen to be on this course somewhere? They haven't really thought it through. Um, they're far too busy, these intelligences, on this earth and possibly beyond it. They're not at our beck and call. And if they do deign to communicate through a medium who is capable, after many years of training of being their channel, and how many of those are there? The only one I really know of at the moment, for sure, is Dr. George King, as being completely accurate. They will set, that intelligence would set the time and place to do so. And it might not be a very convenient time. It certainly might not coincide with a particular workshop. It could be in the mid midnight. It could require you to make quite a journey on foot for the rendezvous and so on. So there's a lot of nonsense going out and... I'm told, I was told by some sincere, well-meaning people who want to raise the consciousness of humanity, and well done them for that. And this, this is not, I'm not making this up. They told me that one way to do this is to eat an ice cream. But there's a proviso. You have to enjoy that ice cream while you're eating it. And I don't want to disparage people, but truth is, and it has to be spoken, and things aren't that easy it takes a lot more effort than that and it's sad because many of these people are very sincere and they grossly undervalue enlightenment real healing methods genuine contacts with extraterrestrials and much else and the same is true of cosmic consciousness there is one particular teacher who has done very good work in the UFO field in the past, and he gives the impression that cosmic consciousness can be obtained fairly easily by anyone now. And in doing so, he's undervaluing cosmic consciousness, and that's the point, and that's the danger. So I, I recently did an interview with someone whose show I appeared on several times over the years, a friend in the media, you might say, George Norrie, Coast to Coast AM, across America, Canada, and other nations. And he freely admitted on the show that Dr. George King was ahead of his time. And he really was. He was ahead of his time in regard to UFOs and extraterrestrial contacts. He was also ahead of his time in the absolute need to discriminate very clearly indeed. He was clear that it required 10 years strict yoga training. That's not just a few postures. Strict for hours a day training 
before you could begin to think about accurately channeling an elevated intelligence, such as a cosmic master from another planet. He spelt out what enlightenment really is, and he spelt out what cosmic consciousness really is. And thanks to the nine freedoms, and as long as they're available in our world, and hopefully they will be into the future, the true nature of these states of consciousness will not be lost, and it won't be limited, defiled, reduced by popularity-seeking merchants of an easy way. There isn't an easy way. It might sell, but it's not true. So to answer the question, can you enter cosmic consciousness in this life? Let's turn to our extract for today, delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King in a deep somatic trance in 1961 from the Sixth Freedom Ascension. Darren, would you play this for us now, please? Ascension, I will not be brought about by even a service in any ten lives. If suddenly the dawn of humanitarianism breaks over an individual life stream, that life stream then has to work for many lives in a service in spiritual ways and all of them before even a cosmic consciousness is possible. So there's our answer. Mars Sector 6 speaking through Dr. George King. Uh, we have to work in uh, many for many lives in service, in spiritual ways, and all of them before even cosmic consciousness is possible. There is a proviso right there. If you haven't, or we haven't, if we haven't, worked uh, in spiritual ways and all of them, for many lives in service, cosmic consciousness will not be possible to us. Of course, it's possible that certain of us have worked for many lives in service, in spiritual ways, and all of them before this life. And then, of course, the answer to our question, is cosmic consciousness possible in this life, is yes. But it will take effort. It will take service. It will take intensive spiritual practices, and above all, giving the greatest service of which we are capable. And then the answer to our question for this show is yes. But even if you aren't able to gain cosmic consciousness in this life because you haven't yet given spiritual service sufficiently through the lives, you can start to rectify this now and bring forward the life where you will. What say you, Darren? 
Yeah, hi, Rich. I think this is you know such an important question to tackle. There's there's a lot of um, self styled teachers in context these days, and the more you look around, the more it makes you question. You know whether whether anyone really cares about the truth anymore, if they ever did. But also, you know, makes you appreciate um, teachers like Dr. King, who were so hard and fast with it. For sure. So, um, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector Six, about Dr. King, and these teachings by visiting our website. That's Aetherius.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And of course, as I always do, I want to sh- invite you to share a question, a moment of truth, even a story, um, one that we share on every show. So do get in touch with us at Spiritual Freedom at RichardLawrence.co.uk. Got a good question here, Richard, from one of our listeners earlier this year, and one that we get a lot actually. Um, because I think people see a lot of similarity here. And the question goes as follows. Does the Ethereum Society recommend or believe that the CE5 protocols created by Dr. Stephen Greer actually are positive and functional, as claimed by Greer? It's a very good uh, example, actually, of of the theme of today, CE5. Yeah, true. We, we don't really talk about other individuals by name, um, and we're not an expert on CE5, but we don't believe if this is what they believe or if any. And there are many other organizations also that are putting out the idea you can have contacts with the Pleiades, with Sirius, etc. And all you have to do is go somewhere at a particular time. And even more dangerously, that anyone can gain telepathic messages. And this, if you aren't able to do that, and most people aren't for the reasons we've spelled out and Dr. King spelled out, not yet, then, of course, you could at worst gain uh, mental health problems. So I think it's something very careful of. Certainly don't believe just because you pick a particular day that you can summon a UFO, if some people believe that. Why should they be summoned? Uh, Every step we take towards them, they'll take two towards us, but they're not at our beck and call. It's an impertinence, if you think about it. It's a lack of respect, and it isn't true. Um, So, yeah, by all means, be open but the idea you could just go out and get an ET contact of one kind or another just because you want to any given day, no, no. I'm sorry, it's another thing that just isn't true. And as I say, we're not commenting on any particular organisation because we haven't studied them, but that would be a warning from the Ethereum Society and a warning actually that Dr King gave out in his own lifetime more than once. Well, that brings us... Uh, to the end of this particular particular show, thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Darren Ball. And let's remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And as always, we're joined by Darren Ball, our producer, who I must say is the real power behind this show. He's doing tremendous things for us and also uh, spreading the word. Uh, We're getting lots of beautiful comments. We really, really appreciate them. 
we look at them all, uh, Darren replies to them all, uh, and we are going to actually get some one or two uh, examples today, as we always do. I don't know what's going to be coming, which makes it all the better, and that'll be coming up later in the show. But we're carrying on with our look at cosmic consciousness, our attempt, as I quoted Michelangelo last time, it's worth repeating this brilliant quote, really, by a, let's face it, a genius in his own right, an outstanding genius who knew what he was talking about, that the greatest danger isn't that we aim too high and miss it, but that we aim too low and reach it. And that's what's happening in the New Age spiritual movement all too often and always has, and it's done to be popular. But we uh, answered the question last time of can you gain cosmic consciousness in this life, and it all depends what you've done in former lives, and some people like to leave out reincarnation. In that one respect, actually, the ancient teachings are, are far better than some of the newer, new age ones that you find, not from us, but from various other sources, because everything is in the context. Karma is completely in the context of reincarnation, and so is evolution. Now, that's not to say, by the way, that uh, people haven't devoted themselves for many lives in service, in spiritual ways, and all of them. And if they have, then, of course, they can gain cosmic consciousness in this life if and it's a big if they are sufficiently dedicated so they make the sacrifices that would have to be made and they make the single-minded effort for at least 10 years now i want to be really clear here uh, i don't think it'll surprise you to know that i have not entered cosmic consciousness or the higher levels of samadhi, namely raising the kundalini in its entirety to the Christ center or third eye. And I don't claim to have done that. And I think it's important I say that. And I would not be authorized to even speak about these things at all if it wasn't for the fact that these teachings have been given by Dr. George King and by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King in the Nine Freedoms. And if none of us talked about them, they would never be talked about, and that would be very, very wrong indeed. Now, there may be individuals uh, who have attained cosmic consciousness, and there are many who have claimed to do so, whom I don't actually believe, but I simply don't know of any genuine, unascended individuals now teaching on the physical plane who have achieved this. They may say they've achieved it. I don't believe, from my uh, study and knowledge of this state that they have so we must talk about it and uh, we must look at what it really means and I'm talking on behalf here of Dr George King I haven't got there but I aspire to and I hope all our listeners do uh, you know I, perhaps if I'm at the bronze level uh, then you know the silver level is cosmic consciousness but the gold level ultimately is ascension and on that note, a good friend of mine uh, shared a little anecdote with me of something Dr. King said to him decades ago, and I, I can believe this, and it was very interesting. He told me only recently about this. And Dr. King said to him this. This is coming from Dr. King, bear in mind. Uh, this isn't an exact quote. But he said this. Attaining cosmic consciousness isn't difficult. 
anyone can do it. It just takes about 10 years of concentrated effort. It's not that hard. Ascension's another matter altogether. It takes life after life after life of right thought and action. That's difficult. Now, we've got to put that in the context of it was said to a particular individual who, for all I know, may have spent many lives in service. I I, I wouldn't surprise me if he had. And uh, he hasn't attained cosmic consciousness either yet. Uh, And who knows whether he will in this life. But it does illustrate this statement by Dr. King, the massive gulf between cosmic consciousness and ascension. Uh, To Dr. King, it was just a matter of application for 10 years of concentrated effort. And let's remember, that was eight hours a day on top of a job. Uh, So let's not run away with the idea of just slipping in an hour every day, even. It's far more than that. That was his main focus. That was more important to him by far than his job. That's what he focused on. And he was an avatar. He was, in his true essence, even beyond ascension. But he'd come here in an ordinary physical body, and he still had to go through the steps uh, to raise the kundalini in its entirety to the highest chakra in our being, the crown center. It didn't even fall into his lap, which makes a ludicrous claim to some people uh, really uh, out of order. I've come across... Uh, many people who've had uh, different experiences of great validity. But this is very elevated. Cosmic consciousness is very, very elevated. To, to most of us, it's a very, very difficult proposition. But to Dr. King, when comparing it with ascension, it's not, it wasn't. And I think that's quite an insight from an avatar. So let's now listen to our extract today from the sixth Freedom Ascension delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. King in Samadhi. And let's hear this point about Ascension. After this a stage of awareness has been mastered, then lives ensue perform a total experience has been gained. Even so, it is the birthright of every life stream upon terror to enjoy the highest form of initiation upon terror, ascension. This elevated state of being is not outside of your grasp but within it. Very positive note indeed. It's the birthright of each one of us 
to attain ascension. So in case you think I've been in any way discouraging or off-putting, not at all. We will attain cosmic consciousness. We will attain ascension. And when we do, these are going to be uh, wonderful, wonderful things. But as uh, beyond our, our, our imaginings, beyond our capabilities of description, but as Master Sector 6 says there, lives ensue after cosmic consciousness before total experience has been gained, before ascension is possible. And in those lives, uh, every experience has to be mastered. Every I dotted, every T crossed, every rough edge smoothed, every karmic blemish resolved. And that's difficult. Even in the opinion of one of the greatest masters, I believe, ever to walk our earth, namely Dr. George King. But even so, he's equally definite that it will be accomplished by each and every one of us, which is a wonderful thing to look towards, is it not? Let's aim high. And on this this show, we try to do that. What are your thoughts, Darren? Yeah, again, I think it highlights the uh, the integrity of these teachings. You know, honest but hopeful. Hopeful in the sense that it's achievable, as you've just put over there, and honest in the sense of what is really required. Mm. Um, I think it, it you know underscores as well how how delusional, misleading most so-called teachers and their teachings really are. And um, for me, this is what makes these teachings such a treasure and so priceless. Absolutely. So if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, about Dr. George King by visiting our website, ethereus.org, and that's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Uh, we, we share a question or a moment of truth, a story, an experience even on every show. So if there's something that you'd like to share, something that you'd like to ask, do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. And I've got a question here, Richard, I think from someone, a good observation, very perceptive. Um, They say, this podcast is uh, unfortunately beyond the comprehension of almost 98% of humanity. Until the mechanistic scientific mindsets of our mainstream science step up to the plate, humanity's evolution will remain in the doldrums for decades to come. However, I am confident that a very significant change is on the way, which will cause uh, a re-evolution of mindsets throughout the world and every nation, which will necessitate requisite changes for humanity, i.e. spiritual evolution. Yeah, I think that's very perceptive. Uh, 98%, if, if that was true, uh, that leaves 2%, which is many, many millions of people, which would be <laughs> good news indeed. And, I mean, the masters made no bones about that. They They were very clear that this is not going to be understood by most people and there's a wonderful statement the master theorist made actually just after it was delivered and he said this it was i'm quoting now it was decided at this time that being as it is just prior to the initiation of earth the jewels be scattered among the populace so that those ready may pick them from the dust of your literature from the worthless chaff of numerous incorrect statements and untrue relation of experiences the nine freedoms can be sorted as the true living seeds of everlasting wisdom which have been scattered among you. Uh, so, yeah, I think a very perceptive, I, I can't really argue with that point at all, uh, but we are going to push on and we're planting seeds. And even if people aren't really able to grasp them now, uh, they will, and they will be planted not just in the minds of listeners, but in the mind belt of earth. And by the way, you, the listener to this podcast, are helping us to do that. Because by thinking about these things, 
you are also planting these things into the mind belt. And gradually, this will bring change because they're seeds of truth. And truth lasts. And it grows. And it will expand. And gradually, these things will become accepted and understood in the future, in the new age, which is why these teachings were given now. Uh, and another thing I must say, in the light of that comment, really, Darren, is to congratulate people who are listening, because according to that uh, listener, you're in the 2% who are ready. So <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All the more reason to celebrate everybody who's recognized these truths for the jewels that they are. And um, I think it, it is inspiring to know, as, as you've described there, that, you know, truth changes consciousness. And even if, um, you know, we're just beginning to grasp what these mean, just beginning to, to, to you know, the dawn of realization is only just coming upon us as we read them. Um, it's beginning to change us and transform us and giving us, as, with, as the theme of these last couple of shows, giving us something awesome to strive for. Absolutely. That's for sure. And of course, what we are striving for, above all, or the methodology, uh, is service, because it's service that will bring people out of cosmic consciousness and on the road to ascension, the next higher step. A service is the thing that will lead us to these states, and service is the thing that we'll practice after we've attained these states, because service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show again. If you're a new listener, doubly welcome. Uh, you'll find a lot of previous shows available for you if you if you want to look them up at ethereus.org. And as always, we're joined by our producer, Darren Ball, who plays an absolutely crucial key uh, role in the Spiritual Freedom Show. We're also helped in this uh, production team by Nikki Wood, and also by Jeremy Curtis. And we do appreciate you, the listeners in particular, and the wonderful comments, questions, and other remarks that we receive. They really make all the difference. They are extremely encouraging to us. But more importantly, I think they are very helpful to other people who hear them or read them uh, when you put your comments up. Uh, they're inspiring to people, and we've, we've had that feedback too. So you're inspiring other listeners uh, with your uh, moments of truth, which Darren always shares in this show. Uh, he shares questions, he shares comments. I never know which ones are going to be. And that makes it, uh, I think, all the more real, as it were. Now, today, we're looking at the fact that detachment is the essence of adeptship. As you know, this is a very advanced podcast, not because I'm advanced in any way at all, but because of the content, the nine freedoms delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King. And in the last two shows, we've been looking at what it takes to achieve the Holy Grail, and it is a Holy Grail of cosmic consciousness 
and even more so ascension. Uh, according to Mars Sector 6 in the Sixth Freedom Ascension, an individual has to work for many lives in service in spiritual ways and all of them before cosmic consciousness is possible. This is a very useful guideline for us. And cosmic consciousness, by the way, is nirvana. Uh, it is actually possibly more than nirvana. It is heaven. Uh, but now we have the concept, which is brand new, I do believe, uh, through the nine freedoms of detaching even from that. And it shows that cosmic consciousness shouldn't be undervalued, uh, as it is happening in certain quarters, and we've talked about that. It's a very elevated state. It takes many lives of service, not just one or two, but many. And then it takes very, very intense focus in the particular life that you first attain it. So if you're new to the path, let's be really clear. In this life, you'll not achieve cosmic consciousness, but you can pave the way for it. You can prepare the ground by serving spiritually now in the most effective way possible to you. And Mars Sector 6 spells it out when he says many lives in service in spiritual ways and all of them. doesn't mean, of course, you've got to do every single technique, every single method of service which has ever been taught. That would be ridiculous. It's not necessary. I'm sure it's not. But it does mean serving physically, mentally, psychically for a selfless purpose, a spiritual purpose. It means not choosing the form of service you personally like just because you like it, but choosing the form of service through which you can do the most good for humanity as a whole. If it happens to be something you enjoy, and it may be, there's nothing wrong in that. You're karmically fortunate. But there will be times when you have to turn your hand to the wheel of service in unpleasant conditions. You might be attacked for your beliefs. You might have people try to desecrate your reputation. You may have to suffer physical hardship and serve in spiritual ways. All these things go to show that you're making progress and you're getting somewhere. And it will, believe, I believe, mean taking on board the most important aspects of the cosmic plan which have been revealed to you. Now, in the last show, we also looked at the gap between cosmic consciousness and ascension, which Dr. King described as being far more difficult to attain, ascension, than cosmic consciousness. And lives ensue after cosmic consciousness before ascension is possible. Now, that might put some people off, but a more intelligent person, such a message will make sense, I believe. They'll see immediately, if it was all easy, it would be pretty worthless. And don't forget that Mars Sector 6 does promise that we can all and will all attain these things. But he also warns about what he calls the great test, the test of detachment. So, Darren, would you please play our extract by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. King in Somatic Trance from the fifth freedom, Cosmic Consciousness? Indeed. Is this the step to a lasting freedom? And at its zenith, what? Continuance? Nay, this the great test. At its zenith, detachment. Detachment 
through every stage back to limitation this is the essence of adeptship not acceptance as much as a detachment detachment even from cosmic consciousness in the buddhist teaching non-attachment is taught as the way to enlightenment to nirvana and yet rarely if ever do you hear about detachment from nirvana itself i don't think you hear about it at all now by the way detachment isn't negation in the no thought schools of zen buddhism it's stressed for example by hui neng in his platform sutra delivered in china in the eighth century you shouldn't stop thought in other words negate the thinking process on the contrary you allow thoughts to arise but you're detached from them there's a big difference Dr. King's mediumship highlighted the massive gulf between positive trance, which he adopted through samadhi, and negative trance. Positive trance is somatic. Negative trance is one in which you blank out your mind, you negate thinking. And he described that as being more dangerous than pitching a tent in the middle of the Hollywood freeway because you have no control then over the state or who or what entrances you a lot of it going on right now actually in the ufo movement people promising these easy telepathic contacts and as i've warned before this could lead in certain cases to mental health conditions because if you think you're being entranced by somebody from the pleiades and you're following the messages you think you're getting and you're not it's your imagination or it's another even more dangerous another guide uh, and perhaps a malevolent one of some kind uh, you could end up in very, very serious state. Now, the master of theorists drew this brilliantly in his statement. We've quoted it before in the Spiritual Freedom Show, this difference between negation and detachment. And he said, true love is detachment almost to the point of negation. And that almost is many, many lives of evolution. And how strange, isn't it, that in ancient times, sadhus, sannyasins, chalas, practiced extreme detachment with discipline austerity tremendous effort and then at the last hurdle as it were they they attained the state of uh, cosmic consciousness and they became attached to that even masters on this earth not ascended masters by the way but masters have become attached to kundalini being lodged in certain higher sentence that's what mars sector six means in the nine freedoms when he says the power is still warm in these places. Karma cannot smile upon this warmness. Now, I'm in no position to judge such terrestrial masters wherever they may be, but Mars Sector 6 certainly is. And he calls this the great test. He calls this detachment from the state rather than the acceptance of it as being the essence of adeptship. And I think he does so because of one thing, and that's service. The adept has to return to limitation in order to serve others. It's very simple. It's not easy, I'm sure, having not been there, but I'm sure. 
And if you want it illustrated as brilliantly as it's ever been described, please read Dr. King's description of cosmic consciousness in his commentary on the fifth freedom in the book and the reason he detached from it. I'm not going to tell you what that is. If you haven't read it before, I want you to find it yourself because it's absolutely beautiful. So I won't spoil that for you, but it's a recommendation for you to read it. What say you, Darren? Yeah, you know, now that you say it, you know, it's it's strange reflecting that virtually every example we've had before Dr. King has illustrated attachment to the state yeah. instead. For, for, so for someone, you know, for him to come, around, come along and talk about their experience detaching from the state in the way that he did, it's, it's like surprising, but instructive, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely echo that that description that he gives in the Nine Freedoms. I, it's just one of the most amazing things that I've ever read in my entire life. Likewise. Uh, I just, yeah, I cannot, yeah, echo your your endorsement enough that um, our listeners go and check that out if they haven't read it before, or read it again if they've already read Indeed. it. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So if you're tuning in for the first time with us, um, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector Six, and who Dr. George King was by visiting our website, and that's Ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Uh, we do share a question on every show or a moment of truth, or like an experience from you. So if you have something that you'd like to share or a question that you'd like to ask, do get in touch with us. That's spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Now, we had a, question, a comment here, uh, a question as well, um, from someone about a show we recently did about uh, those great beings from the higher planes of Saturn. And goes as follows. Oh, yeah. It says, it's utterly breathtaking that these Saturnian beings can split their consciousness so many times and become various entities and elements of, of nature, even on other planets at the same time. In astrological terms, why is Saturn usually referred to as time and the past and associated with responsibility and maturity? I read you were responsible many years ago, so maybe I need to go back and reference this. Wow. Well, the best person to answer that I am not an astrologer would be Chrissy Blaze, and I strongly recommend her. You'll find her on the internet. Uh, she's a co-presenter of mine on Ethereus Radio Live, and uh, she could give the astrological uh, definition. But I do think some of the associations with uh, planetary beings are, are sometimes wrong and sometimes right. I mean, the idea that Mars is the god of war, I think that was an old classical idea in, in Rome and mm. possibly Greece. That, that's obviously wrong. But uh, on the other hand, they are industrialists, they are uh, fighters for light if it's needed, and so there's something behind it. Now, my understanding of, of the association of Saturn in astrology, and I say I'm no astrologer, it's, it's linked up with karma. And that would mm. make perfect sense to me because they are lords of karma. They are the most advanced planetary intelligences and very good points made by this about their credible capability to split their consciousness by this uh, person who sent the question. Um, so I think that makes perfect sense. They, they are, as it were, arbiters of the cosmic plan throughout the solar system. Uh, and they are actually the, the place we go to the halls of judgment after death. So there's very much a karmic connection with Saturn, I would say, Darren. Yeah, absolutely. Pulling out what this person said here, some of the keywords of, you know, the past and responsibility. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we think about karma as helping us, you know, in our spiritual growth, ultimately leading to our enlightenment and returning to the source. I mean, all those things kind of fit together, I would think, in terms of yeah. know, this association in general that we have about the planet Saturn. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, and of course, um, you know, as we've been stressing in the last couple of shows in particular, uh, reincarnation, as far as we're concerned on Earth, is extremely important. It, and it used to be stressed. It shouldn't be seen as a limiting thing. Uh, but certainly uh, it, it can't be nowadays. It's like popular say so you can get everything right now. It will depend mm. on various lives. And that's something that would come under karma and would be understood by the great ones on Saturn. And the other thing, of course, that they would understand better than any other masters on any planet is our closing words of every show that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. We have Darren Ball here waiting to come up with one of your questions or comments. This is our producer, Darren, and we really love the questions. They're quite challenging sometimes, and it's particularly good because I never know what Darren's going to, to ask me in every show, and that uh, makes it, I think, more real. Now, we're carrying on the theme that we started on the last few weeks, really, and it's the great test even for an adept. And I have to say, I feel very, very unworthy, really, to be talking about the test even for an adept, not being an adept myself, not being at that level myself. But I think someone has to do it. And I think we've been given these teachings for a reason. And even the very advanced teachings, uh, we can learn things from which we can apply in our lives now. In the book, Realize You're in the Potential, and I was honored to co-author that with Dr. George King, we included a beautiful prayer delivered by the Master Jesus in 1961 called the New Lord's Prayer. And one of my favorite sentences in this or in any prayer is the following. It's a request to God, and it's this. I ask you now to give to me the strength so that never again will I turn from my inner vision of you. I ask you now to give to me the strength so that never again will I turn from my inner vision of you. Very simple to understand the concept, very difficult to do. And Dot King explained in his commentary that this would require us to be in somatic meditation. But he said, we can still ask for the strength so that any time we may allow ourselves to enjoy this inner vision, we do so. Now, I believe there are very rare occasions very rare occasions, when the explanation that Dr. King gives is absolutely true, brilliant, amplifies the teaching, but may not be uh, the full meaning or exactly what was attended in every respect in the communication. As I say it's very rare. I'm sticking my neck out here. But what I think that does, if anything, is to show the authenticity and the brilliance of Dr. King because it shows absolutely if there's a meaning that he hasn't highlighted 
uh, that indeed it didn't come from him. It came from another source, if you see what I mean. And I think that's the case with this. I think that his point is a brilliant one, a very precise one, an extremely practical one, which we can learn from. But I think, too, uh, there's another meaning. Uh, and it's, as I say, this is the opinion of an uninformed novice myself. But as I say, I think it enhances Dr. King's credibility and authenticity. And it's very it's fascinating because he explained that to never turn from your inner vision of God or Brahma would require a state of deep samadhi, a brilliant point. Most people would miss that. Uh, he makes no bones about the situation. He understood it from personal experience that when you leave this elevated state such as this, you will be more limited in your mental capabilities and vision. Uh, some of the Zen teachers, for example, would encourage their students, even when not meditating, to try and stay in that zone with their minds constantly focused in that zone. But Dr. King was very practical. Uh, he said, do whatever you need to do to give maximum service and to be to serve. You can't always be focused on elevated concepts or even on your inner consciousness. You have to sacrifice that, get your hands dirty in the muck to clean up the mess. And that's what he did. And that's how he led. But I think the Master Jesus meant also that it is possible, albeit at this much lower level, not to turn from our inner vision of God. And despite the limitations and at times because of it, there are very few martyrs who have understood and demonstrated that more fully than the Master Jesus, and I believe, although he wouldn't say it himself, Dr. George King. Because in this lies the great test even for an adept. And let's now listen to the extract for today, Darren. If you'd please play it, it's from the Fifth Freedom Cosmic Consciousness. It's Mars Sector 6 speaking through Dr. George King. A soul, the adept, detaches, taking from his glorious violet head the golden crown of cosmic consciousness to leave it in the supra mind belt again through service doth he go again uh, to taste the ecstatic glory of expansion, expansion which knoweth no human limitation. Absolutely emphatic. The adept detaches in order to serve. And this is missing in other... In fact, Dr. King was very explicit in his commentary in Detroit on that particular statement. Just a little bit of it, he said, that's where every religion falls flat on its face. That's why every religion will fail, and that's a prophecy. It must completely fail because of that one major thing it's lacking. It's missed out. It will fail as it is, and it must be changed and put right before it can succeed. And that's why these nine freedoms are great, are the greatest teachings in the world. 
It's shocking, but then if you've never been disturbed by truth, you haven't understood it. Uh, I recommended last time you read Dr. King's State of Cosmic Consciousness. Uh, You may have read it before. It's absolutely beautiful. It's amazing on many levels. But you'll see there at its very zenith, I'm going to put it this way in colloquial terms. For Dr. King, it didn't hit the spot. He wasn't satisfied. He was strangely dissatisfied. Now, a lesser master might have been so overwhelmed that they'd never want to leave it. They couldn't wait to get back into it at the earliest opportunity And they'd be encouraged to do that by the teachings they follow and the gurus who taught them. In fact, that guru will probably be doing it themselves. And this means for for all the detachment they've demonstrated to get there, they failed the final test of detachment from the state itself. I can't judge. I'm unworthy to judge. I haven't been there. But Dr. King can, not to be judgmental, but to teach And this brings us back to those lines I I opened with from the New Lord's Prayer about our inner vision of you or of God. That very inner vision is a call to service, will lead the adept to detach. Strangely, even in that state, they've lost that inner vision. And the adept who doesn't do this, who's immersed in the bliss of even cosmic consciousness when they should have detached from it, has paradoxically turned from their inner vision of God by remaining in the state, by remaining, and this is brand new. You aren't going to hear this on any other radio show. You're not going to hear this in any lecture elsewhere. By remaining in cosmic consciousness, they have turned from that inner vision of God. And you won't find that, as I say, anywhere else. And please challenge me on it. I'll be delighted. I would be great to be proved wrong, but I know I won't be. It's not going to happen because I don't think this test of detachment from cosmic consciousness, from nirvana, from heaven, if you like, because heaven isn't a place, it's a state of consciousness, by an adept in order to serve, to take from his glorious violet head the golden crown of cosmic consciousness to leave it in the supra mind belt, beautiful words, as Mars Sector 6 so brilliantly puts it, is understood or taught anywhere else on the physical realm of this earth. Unless you know somewhere, Darren. <laughs> I don't, but if I did, you know, I might be producing a show for them instead. So no, I mean, there just isn't. <laughs> there just isn't. Um, but yeah, what a revealing paradox. You know, I think you brought that out really well. Um, uh, yeah, I love, I love that insight. I love it. I mean, having realized God, as Dr. King says, you would know that service is the one and only way, and hence you would detach from it. So, yeah, and so you you know, strangely enough, they've lost track of their inner voice in that mm. state. I mean, and as I say, we can't judge. You know, we haven't been there, and we don't know just how so wonderful it is. It's 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 the greatest happiness, the greatest bliss, the greatest joy, the greatest realization, everything. But there, even there, lies the test. Yeah, incredible teaching, really incredible mm. teaching. So if you're tuning in with us for the first time, everybody, you can find out more about the nine freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, and about Dr. George King by visiting our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And we do share a question or a moment of truth from you on every show. So do get in touch with us. Do write in. Do share your experience, your comment, your question at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. I thought I'd um, have a kind of a short compilation here, Richard, of a few comments that have come in over the last um, few weeks or so that I thought were great. 
good to share. Good to share. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll share each of those. You might want to say a couple of words about them. But here's the first one, which came in after the guided meditation you did on enlightenment recently. You may remember that. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to go back to that, that was episode 49. And this person simply said, after doing this, I assume my inner voice simply said, enlightenment is being fully in the now. Beautiful. Can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Wonderful. I, and um, we've got another one here from a listener who says, um, this is actually your, your, your birthday edition, uh, mm. if we can call it that. So yeah. you've given us 50 priceless gifts through your spiritual freedom shows. I reflect on the 50 shows. And for me, the greatest takeaway is the deeper understanding of the difference between transmigration and transmutation, mm. a truth, a golden thread that you've woven through many of the topics today. The great af aphorism of Mars Sector 6 service and the, is the jewel in the rock of attainment is wonderful. But it still doesn't state why service is so very important. This concept that it's through service that we will transmute matter on our path back to God is my new aphorism. Service is the necessary key to the transmutation of matter on our path back to God. Bless you for all your wonderful spreading of these teachings. Thank you. What a great thought, too. And, of course, transmutation is very relevant to today's show, really, because in a way... Mm you're transmuting when you detach. You can't just detach, you've got to raise. And, and strangely, mm -hmm. although you're coming down many levels in terms of your mental capabilities and awareness when you detach from a state like cosmic consciousness, we're told, uh, at the same time, you're going higher because you're doing it to serve, which is even greater than, yes. you know, than, than being in that state. And that in itself is a it's certainly a karmic transmutation, at least. Yeah, wonderful point. Another one here. How amazing it is to have this opportunity to stretch our minds and our hearts upwards to try to understand and also to try to appreciate more fully these great ones and what they mean to all of us in the solar system. This is talking about those great laws of Saturn. And thank you, Rich and Darren, for the consistently fascinating spiritual freedom shows. Wow. I just want to thank thank people who are writing these incredible comments, which I think are inspiring to everybody. We, we got one comment not so long ago. Someone said they binge listened to yeah, uh, the right. whole series of shows. And, uh, you know, that, that's just wonderful to hear for us. And we do appreciate it. And it, more importantly than what we feel, it's putting it on the mind belt. You are actively putting these seeds, these thoughts, these truths, which you won't find anywhere else, into the mind belt of Earth for people to pick up. They may not hear a show yeah. like this, but they might just a thought can pop into their mind and it'll be because you put it there. You, the listener, to the Spiritual Freedom Show. Yeah, and I think a great one to end on here is, is exactly the theme of these last few shows we've been doing is, um, I suppose you really brought home to me the word will. We will achieve ascension, and we will eventually master the higher meditative states at will if we if we manifest the inner spark and in our outer thought and action and manipulate our karmic patterns so that this can happen. I know it's difficult, but listening to this series gives me great hope and a deeper realization that this is possible. So thank you so much, as always, Richard, for the inspired thoughts that you share. And thank you, Darren. Says it all, really, because it is difficult. But that's what makes it really valuable. And to hear, yes, this is difficult, but we will do it. Well, what greater message is there than that? Because we know how to. It's through service. And service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. Mm -hmm.